0: layer by layer, day by day, the world, our markets, and your life unfold. Welcome to the Laminate Money Podcast, a show dedicated to exploring our world, the financial markets, and what it takes to build a great financial life. Both Tom Statham and Jacob Bradkey work for Fiel Capital, and all opinions expressed by Tom and Jacob or any podcast guest are solely their own opinion and do not reflect the opinion of Fiel Capital. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Tom, Tom and Jacob are registered representatives of Sanctuary Securities and investment advisor representatives of Sanctuary Advisors. Phil Capital is a DBA of Sanctuary Securities and Sanctuary Advisors.
1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Laminate Money Podcast. I got with me the usual suspects here. Chris and Jacob, welcome to the show. Yeah. So this week has been a good one. Well, I don't know if a good one. Well, it's at, been a wild on. one is what I so say. It hasn't been. Let me refrain what I mean by that. Yesterday's rally was phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. It's been a great week as far as performance, but as far as volatility, yes. the week has been a little uh, bumpy. It has been bumpy. So um, it is. We are actually recording this on Friday, so it is uh, the eleventh of November. We had a big snowstorm and a rainstorm that turned into a sleet storm that turned into ice. It's been wild around here. But Doom and gloom. All we say is it's been a wild one. We've had midterm elections. We've had layoffs. We've had an absolute monster rally yesterday. Inflation. And because of inflation. Because of inflation. It has been a week. So anyways, let's just start with the good. Let's start with the good. So the Dow Jones, uh, this is actually a quote from Ben Carlson in his blog. So the Dow Jones is approximately 7.5% from its all-time highs. All it needs is a 7.5% rally to get there and the dow's up like a per- no the dow's not up today actually I don't think but anyway after yesterday's rally it's it's a little bit uh it, it was certainly up there so like th- the dow was really close to finishing the year in actual positive territory which is inc- like crazy to think now the dow is a lot more value oriented than you know the S&P the or NASDAQ. Nasdaq so the Nasdaq still down like tw- over 20% S&P is like 16% or so a little over 16 you know, obviously those have a lot more to go, but the, it's just kind of crazy to think that the Dow, the Dow Jones, the People's Index is yeah. closer to a positive year than like then, you know. The, it's just kind of crazy to think about that. And if you would ask pretty much anybody, they would say, "Yeah, not even chance. The markets are terrible." Exactly. It doesn't feel like it, it should feel be that like close. it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what that's what's weird is your um in in when it comes to investing, your uh, your feelings. Yeah, things like things don't coincide with your feelings at all. Yeah, the market really doesn't care what you're feeling. They they will just move. And it's kind of interesting. Like, if you didn't see your four hundred one k balance, would you even know that we're in like entering it into recession? Yeah, like, probably which, not. You probably wouldn't know. Probably wouldn't know. If I were to look, I'd be like, hmm, that doesn't look good. But yesterday, after yesterday, everyone's looking a lot better. And uh, at the time of recording here we've got the Nasdaq is up 1.62%. So which is crazy because it was up 7.35% yesterday. <laughs> 7.35% yesterday and 1 point what today? Uh 1.62. Isn't that crazy? Usually yeah. when you have these really wild swings like that, you have like, you know, 7.35% today. All right, we're going to co- we're going to pare that back a little bit, not today. It has been it has been a week. Now, uh there's obviously lots of people coming on. Like there's a, I'm, I just have a, a, an article from the Guggenheim CIO, Scott Minard. Minard sees stocks rising early through 2023. So I feel like what happens here is you just have people coming on and saying like, okay, I'm a bull. So I'm going to say that are I, I'm going to say yeah. like right after a huge rally, they come on board. I remember when this guy had a very interesting prediction last year in the crypto space. Um, we're not going to talk about that. Um, but I'm like, hmm, so you got it really, really wrong last time. If you didn't know this, you weren't paying attention to who these people are, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I should maybe make a decision um, based off this random headline. But it's like, oh, yeah, that guy was actually really, really wrong last yeah. year. Actually, good, good, good uh, point right there. Probably don't make any of your decisions off of headlines. <laughs> I would go a little <laughs> bit deeper than a headline for yes. sure. Yes, actually, so, intri- yes, to, to, to credit this. So um, when you see all these really people – when you see these really smart people talk about their predictions, um you really want to look for their track record. Yeah. and if you don't know their track record and you're just taking a soundbite and making a decision off of that, it's worth looking at their track record and how how many times they've been right because um in my opinion, it is foolish to make a decision based off of just somebody somebody's headlines. You just want to see how many times they've been right, yeah, um because again, sometimes they get to these like very high prestigious points, not by necessarily being right, but by playing the game right case in point jim kramer yeah yeah like he's a yeah. media per personality yep and he's literally there to re- like get more eyeballs yeah and just yep. and just be a hype man so that we weren't planning on talking about that but we weren't this was kind of a this kind of train derailed a little train bit derailed here. yeah okay so let's move on to the bad all right. So that this is just, you know, the crypto market, if you know anything about this, it's just kind of has a little bit of turmoil with the whole Binance and FTX deal not going through. Um, you know, a lot of logistics there that is still like unraveling. So this, this is something that, you know, we can talk about more at a different time. But like, there's just a lot going on here. And, you know, as of today, I believe that, you know, Sam Bankman fried has resigned as CEO, CEO. And, they're, and they're filing yep. for Chapter 11. So bad things happening there. And, and that's, that's what we're going to say about that. I think Tom, yeah, Tom's got some good stuff. Yeah, so with, with the crypto stuff, um, just so everyone understands, we can't, regu- from a regulatory perspective, this isn't unique to us. We can't talk too much about this. But we did want to address the issues in the crypto space at a high level simply because they are getting, and th- this deal has been getting a huge amount of headlines. Like uh, Again, obviously in the show notes here, which you guys will have access to, um, you know, you go to any major news source right now, and it's there's like five different articles about um, what happened at FTX. So again, we're kind of um, we we just wanted to address it here that there's been some huge issues, and this is a this is just a moving. I mean, this deal is moving really really fast. Um, so we'll probably talk a little bit about this next week. Um, but yeah, but just know that that is something that is that is definitely the bad spot of the week. So uh, yeah. the comical here, I think this is really funny. But there's something called the law of big numbers, which um you all should ascribe to hit the um hit the point where the law of numbers, big numbers um applies to you. So what I mean by that is if you earn a 10% return on a thousand dollars, um, that return is a, a whole lot different than a ten percent return on a million dollars. Uh the the return in this case is ten times bigger. Yeah. So the law of big numbers is again something you want to aspire to personally so again uh, the snowball gets bigger as it rolls down the hill but apple's market cap gain yesterday was 190 billion dollars which is now the new record amazon had uh, had had that record before in february they they achieved that when their i think their stock jumped 20% on earnings day yes um and that was like 188 billion or something like that so apple is you know taking the cake on on market cap jumps single day market cap jumps so they would be their market cap jump in terms of size of the S&P 500 they they gained and this is this is actually global companies so of the biggest companies in the world they added the equivalent of the 41st biggest company in the world in market cap just yesterday so they added like a Broadcom or a Shell or an uh, ICB Bank, Oracle, Thermo to <laughs> These like huge these massive, companies. Again, these are like yeah. the biggest companies in the world. And Apple added one of them over the course of like a seven hour trading day. And it certainly wasn't because I was buying more <laughs> iPhones. I was just trying to wrap my head around that. I was like, that is so much money. And the money came, I mean, I, it, it's, it's just staggering. Yeah. $190 billion. All of a in, sudden. Just in like, it, in a it, few hours. Boom. There it was.
0: So if I'm tracking with you guys, the reason why Apple made $190 billion was because the market went up.
1: That's pretty much it. Basically, people just bought. They just There was way more buyers than sellers, so when the... Like when it comes time to like the supply and demand, that's really what drives prices. Supply and demand. There was so much demand for Apple stock yesterday that I mean, it, it, I mean, just at the open, people were just slamming the buys, and um, obviously there was people on the other side of the trade that were selling. They're like, "Hey, this is a great time to get out of Apple." But yeah, um, it's just it's like that's just so much money. Again, the equivalent of adding like shell to their bottom line. That's just. We yeah. we could have almost put this. As the head scratch for the week because of like yeah. how it's like funny at the same time. It's like, wow. But I guess the, the reason crazy. the reason why we didn't though, it, you know, is just, you know, there's really just like the whole market jumped just an insane amount and it's all just because like, oh, risk assets are maybe a little bit more in favor because inflation yeah. and the chances yeah. of a soft landing are going, you know, like the chances that we're gonna not have a recession are higher because inflation wasn't so bad. Yeah. Because it peaked. Yeah. So the head scratch for the week who wants to take this one do you want to I'll, take this I'll, one or i'll take i'll take this one cuz okay. i i'm pretty fascinated by this so the whole the whole you know good news is bad news and bad news is good news it's, it, this totally applies here like meta announced a 13% headcount cut so they're cutting 11,000 jobs yep out of their business and their stock is up 15% <laughs> on the week so like it's almost like you cut a person and you get percentage on your stock basically i don't know or you cut a percent of your you know employees and you get a percent in your stock price, which basically is just like the market saying, Hey, like we, we're looking for people to be laid off and you're laying off people. You're going to be rewarded for that because you're the first to go. Yeah. It's kind of weird because like, you know, companies are just made up, Oh, are, are like collections of people. That's yeah. essentially what a, a collection of people doing something. Yep. And in the case of Facebook, they're just building a product for people to just you know, become addicted to essentially and then sell ads to those addicted people. That's basically what Facebook is. Um, but pretty interesting, though, it's like, hey, we're going to cut 11,000 people out and then the stock is worth 15% more. 15% more. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, it's weird, but that's the world we live in. And, uh, and just a note to all of the tech people, too, um, there's been just a lot of layoffs. We want to empathize with these people because definitely a hard situation to find yourself uh, you know, and we're seeing this on LinkedIn all over the place. There's just, Hey, I got laid off today. Like I used to work at Twitter and now I don't. Um, so it's been pretty cool, honestly, to see the community of a professionals in our country, just rally around these people who have been laid off. Um, but in terms of the market, I think the market in, is just a brutal place. It is, it is a really brutal, brutal place. And like tech is just such, so growthy that when something happens, it's like, Oh, we've already hired a bunch of people and we can't keep up with that because the growth isn't matching that. So I guess we got to lay off people, you know, mm-hmm. we're like more like, all right, steady Eddie, like whatever the, like, like a grocery store, you yeah. Know, I guess people are always going to buy food. So they're always going to need similar or close to the same number of employees. Yeah. And yeah, I think, you know, what mathematically what's happening here from an investor perspective. So you're like, okay, so obviously we know that the, like, you know, Zuckerberg, he, I mean, he took responsibility for this. He said, hey, this is my fault. I put way too much chips on the table for the metaverse. We're still going after the metaverse, but, um, what the market responded to. So obviously mathematically, they're saving a lot of money in, in labor costs. So that's going to increase earnings theoretically. Um, so that's what investors are doing. But I think really what this is signaling why the market rallied so hard for meta here is it's just a, co- it's a signal from the executives. It's a commitment to uh, shareholder returns. And, uh, Again, right, wrong, or indifferent. I think that's what the market is. You and know, it's also, it's I think it's also in. something of like a macroeconomic. Like people are looking for a reason the, to the, for the Fed to have to pivot. Yes, like you know, start reducing interest rates. Yeah, and that's number one is like jobs start. Yeah, gone. that's true. That's the, that's the other side of their mandate. Mandate is full employment. So if jobs are starting to go, everybody's going to say, "Hey, the Fed is going to have to maybe switch up course yeah. here because they can't be." A, they can't be letting a lot of people get laid off. Obviously, they have a lot of wiggle room because so many people are employed, but they can't they can't let that just spiral out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So two, two, uh, two tailwinds there. Two tailwinds. So again, the market. Uh, yeah, it's it's just it's it is a rather brutal place. Um, it's in and and uh, again, we just uh, one of those head scratchers. Though you're like, wait, what? And like, we obviously you know know this like why that happened, but you know, outside looking in, you're like with 11,000 people without jobs, but the company's worth like, you know, tens of billions of dollars more because of that. So, um, anyways, so, uh, all right, let's go through some of the headlines here. Uh, again, this has been, uh, let's say here, this probably was a, what what do you guys think top 10% like news newsworthy week throughout the year? Oh yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. For
0: context for our listeners, like yesterday when we had guests in our office, you guys were talking about it's been the first green day since, what, April or March?
1: Not the first green day. The Green first... week. No, 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 no. Oh. The, the It was like the best day since, since this... April of 2020. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, And you
0: guys are like, oh my gosh, look at the green on the screen. So I think, yes, it's been a good week.
1: It has been a very, we've been very, very pleased. Um, it has been, yeah, there's some weeks that you just know you're either going to get pummeled or you're going, like, something is going to happen heading into this week. Um, we all started the week where I guess our listeners are going to be listening to this in the first week. So two weeks ago, uh, we were all just like getting just bombarded with text messages about vote this way, vote that way. So we had midterm elections happens every, you know, uh, we, just years? four, four years, years, I guess, yeah, four, yeah, years, four, yeah. four yeah. years. So we had a once in four year week and then we had, uh, the highest inflation, f- you know, for like 40, 50 years, uh, you know, hugely bad inflation signaling a little bit of a downturn so this has been a fabulous week all with the implosion uh in the crypto space that is that is at the end of the week here taking a lot of headlines so let's boil this down for our people here uh jacob lead us off quickly here what the heck's going on in the world yeah so i'll just start with inflation because we've already talked a lot about that so i'll just give you the broad numbers here real quick so you know headline you know which includes like you know gas and food and all that stuff so this is like the everything number was 7.7% versus the 8% that the street expected. So that's, you know, 0.3% lower than expected, which doesn't sound significant, but that's very significant considering we haven't really had that this year, an actual like, you know, oh, this is better than expected type of deal. And then on the the other side, you know, so excluding the volatile like food and energy, you know, where those, those move a lot more. You had 6.3% lower than the 6.5% yep. expected. Yep. So that's really what the market wanted to see. They wanted to see this like, oh, the numbers are getting better. And so the, the reason why we had that big old rally that, we, that we've been talking about is because inflation is like the key determinant of what the Fed will have to do. Yes. So when we're talking about the Fed, it's just like the Fed is on the course to get interest rates to a certain level. And everything the market is saying is like, will the Fed have to get higher than that level, lower than that level? Who knows? You know, like that's, that's really what they're trying to figure out. So the market says lower than expected inflation means that they might have to get to the level that they've told us they need to get to. And that's why they rallied so much. The markets don't like high interest rates. They don't like uncertainty. So the chances that like we're going to be done with this sooner than the Fed wants us to get done with this is going to be good news for the market. For the market. And that's what we've seen. We saw that 7.35% day on the NASDAQ. Let me just hop in here too. Uh, I think a question that, that I kind of was thinking, and I can imagine a lot of people thinking, it's like, how on earth could Apple add $190 billion when there literally was just a 0.2 or 0.3% difference on an actual number? We're talking about like, you know, we're talking about trillions of dollars created yesterday. Again, there's over $500 billion added to the Fang stocks yesterday. So trillions yeah. of dollars of, of increased market value. Like everyone got trillions of dollars richer, uh, yesterday on the backs of like a 0.2% change in inflation. Right. right. So yeah. what I want to explain to people, like anytime you hear these like small monthly numbers changed, always times them by 12. So, and that, what, what, what this is, is an annualized rate of return. So when you take you know, 0.3 times 12, like there you get the annualized rate of return. So in this case, what it would it be? Um, it would be four. So you would get like, this is a 4% decrease over time. So if inflation kept going down this much, you would, you know, inflation would basically in 12 months from now, one year from now would be normal. Well, that's just on the expected. So the actual the expect- difference from like last, so this was October's that we're talking about inflation, September's. Was eight point two percent on that, so it went from eight point two to seven point seven. Yeah. On the annualized, like year over year price change, it was like I think it was like I don't I can't remember what the month over month. I know the core for sure was point three percent, which was a slowdown from 0.6% percent month over month. Yep. And the, so that's what you're seeing. So like that's that's the real kicker. There's it's 05 percent. Yep. Less. And again, like people are still gonna better. like people still don't get like the annualized, you know, rate of return. So again you have to like times it by 12. So again, if it was 0.5%, which is what you said, like in terms of like what that would mean if you were just to project that forward, because that's what everyone's doing. Like everyone's projecting these forward. So again, the question is, why why was there trillions of dollar created after just a tiny little number changed? And again, you take something times 12 and then again, so let's do some math. You subtract it by four. If we know inflation they want it to be around between two and 3% on average in 12 months from now, we literally have normal inflation. And that is what the market's pricing in. That's what they love. That's what they love. So again, when you see these like weird things that don't make sense, sometimes you just have to take it times 12. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully that all made sense. Did that make sense? Did Did, yes. I, did we? Was that good? <laughs> I'm yes. hoping we didn't get too too aggressive there. Yeah. So, for
0: our listeners who might feel overwhelmed by what you're talking about, yeah. it's good that it's on a podcast because you can slow it down, slow, listen to it back. Slow
1: it down. And
0: if people have questions, shoot us an email or give us a call.
1: That's right. Boom. Um, good plug. All right. Good plug. Let's talk about the midterm Mid-terms. elections now. So, you know, there's a lot of hype around these and how much they affect markets. Like, I think I literally got like five or six emails on Monday alone yep. saying, what does the midterm elections mean for markets? Like that's me as like a financial, you know, professional got five or six. of Yeah. Them. I don't even know what, you know, mainstream, like mainstream media was really talking about, but that's like what I was getting just a bunch of this stuff. So like, I think, you know, we we've been putting this off for like two episodes now of like, yeah. you know, what, how much does midterm elections actually affect the markets? So I actually do have some very interesting like statistics here. So regardless of whether there was like a, the Democrat or Republican president, you know, like it was basically within the average on the actual annualized like calendar year performance in the S&P 500, like within a standard deviation. So it's really close to that. The average is, you know, in a divided government. So there's, you know, right now we're kind of in a divided government. That's what the results are kind of looking like for yes. us. And the, the average on that is 7.9% is the average calendar year return with um, you know, and then the divided government is 61% of the time. So with a Democrat it's 9.9% is the average and with Republicans 12.1, but the sample size is so much smaller that it makes sense that the divided government is going to have a little bit less. The Democrats have, a, have had a little bit more of that time. So it makes yeah. sense that their sample, their sample size is greater than the Republicans. So like all of this just boils down to an average rate of return. Doesn't matter who's really in office. Like that's not, it's, it's, it's ultimately comes down to policy and not the politics. Like if if you know said Republican president says, I don't want you know any technology company to be able to you know track you over the internet. Obviously, that's going to be bad news for Google. It doesn't matter if you know if that Democrat said it or Republican said it or they that's all what said it. That's what moves it. the market. That's what moves the market. Not the actual like person that's in there. The market kind of projects and says, oh, will anything get done? X Y Z thing get done when we're going into this? So with that. I'll, uh, I'll hand it over to Tom because he's got good stories on this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've been telling people this for a couple of weeks because we, we always tell this story or these stories about politics around the midterm. Um, we are fortunate enough here to work with probably equal amount, uh, equal amounts on the aisle. So we've got a very diverse, um, really diverse in every single way, uh, you know, client base here. And so we have inside lanes into, you know, how people are thinking and investing, I um, mean, we have a decent size sample size because of the, the number of clients we serve. Um, the, uh, at the end of the day, like, whether what side of the aisle you're on, like, you really do, like, people just consume what they consume, regardless of really who's, you know, who's in president. Uh, you know, who's – the, the president gets picked on a lot. It is almost impossible to be a, a modern-day president who is considered good. Oh yeah, I would never want to have that job. Yeah, it is a it is a really it is a it sounds like just an awful 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 job. So Jacob just mentioned that regardless of what of 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 like the composition of the government, like people like people are going to spend like we're we all have. Well, Chrissy, you have your Apple laptop. We're all going to be using our Microsoft products, like no matter who's who's there, because like we in order to do our job, we need a laptop. Like we just can't do our job, so we're just going to. If the laptop breaks, we're just going to fix it. Or buy a new um, one. Or buy a new one. Yeah. So um, again, this is just a, a really good time to remind people that do politics matter? Absolutely. Like everyone should vote. Like we all, it's Veterans Day. Um, like thank you to all the veterans who have, you know, have faithfully served us. Um I'm incredibly just proud of uh of our country. Yes, politics matter. As it pertains to investing, um, it just, you know, take it with the very large grain of salt. Not a grain yeah. of salt, like a chunk of salt. Because I think the, the best thing I can, I can even say about, like basically going back to just what you said there, everybody in Congress has a Twitter, right? <laughs> they all tweet. They all tweet from whatever phone they have. So they're out there buying an Apple phone, using Twitter, which is generating Apple revenue and earnings, and generating Twitter revenue and earnings? Not anymore because it's not public. Okay. Well, oh, well, you yeah, walked, you totally they're, walked they're into that. They're still generating revenue and they earnings. They are still they're generating, yes, not to, public. Yes, to um yeah. for Elon Musk. Well, just, just get ready oh, Wait. Okay. Real quick question for you, since you since you brought that up, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna tangent us a little bit here. I would pay the eight dollars a month.
0: I would not, not because I'm hating on it, but I just think that that's. <laughs>
1: I'm going to play uh, moder- moderator here. We were having a discussion as to whether or not you would have, you'd pay $8 for a blue check mark behind your name. So, on Twitter. See, that's not it though. I was reading up on this a little bit. Like, you get, like, there's no more, you get way less ads. Um, you can, like, I don't know. I don't really post on Twitter, but, like, I mean, if I, I, I want, I kind of want to enter into that a little bit. I just don't really know what I'm doing there. Yeah. But you can, like, post videos if you have this. Like, you can. I don't know. You get the blue check, which doesn't do anything, but like, do I do I'd pay for it. There's, there's just some, there's just extra things that you get with it that I'm like, I think it's kind of worth it. Like I would, on a trial basis, I would try it. And if it's, if I feel like it's actually worth it for me, like I would do it. Like if you think about what you're pa- already paying for, like Netflix or something like. Pff, yeah. Yes. Like what, what's eight bucks, you know? Yeah. So I guess yeah, the I'd, only question I would, that I would, I would ask is
0: it. what does it do for you?
1: Exactly. That's that and that's that's the thing. Is like that's why my trial basis if like I don't actually get anything out of it I just paid $32 or whatever. I'm going to be like, "All right, I'm canceling this thing." Yeah. That's really what it is. Thank you Stephen King for not making me pay 30, $60 to realize that and now you just cut it in <laughs> half for me. Uh, the, uh, the the product roadmap at Twitter right now is very in the open. Yeah. Very up for grabs. But I think that, that for the longest time, that was the biggest critique of Twitter was that they didn't have a great ad monetization or user, user monetita- monet monetization mm-hmm. strategy. That was the biggest thing that Twitter had going against it. Like, Elon steps in there. Still, like, and it's still I wonder what I can do, you know? I, I think they're losing $4 million a day. Oh, yeah. In ad, yeah that's I, one, I, I think been... it's $1.6 I, I I did the math. Uh, I did the math. Uh, I can't remember. what This was, like, last week or something. It's probably losing more than that, so... All right, let's get, let's get back. Let's, yes. let's get out okay. Twitter now. So, so what I
0: heard from you guys is obviously politics do matter. Policies matter because bad ideas obviously have bad consequences. So you guys are saying it's not that it doesn't matter. Again, happy Veterans Day. Yeah. Um, but what I'm hearing from you guys is obviously with the context of macroeconomics, I think it's so important even through like elections that people are kind to each other. Even yeah. if you disagree don't oh, yeah. rip each other apart. It is so important for us to stay united as a country.
1: Yeah, and I obviously can, that's I,
0: a separate conversation. Yeah,
1: I I totally totally stand by stand by you on that. So,
0: so that's kind of relieving that midterm elections don't really impact the markets as much as I think a
1: lot of people. The elections alone, alone don't. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I think, and you have a great story on this that your dad had told you. On, so on on you know, my dad's elections. got. I'm like a I'm like a. I've just got so many just random growing up stories of of being around this because, again, this is my entire existence on planet Earth. I've um, been, you know, my dad was an advisor. My grandpa was. Um, yeah, he just told me uh, one time that, yeah, it's like it's really good that, that our country moves slow, It's really good that things happen slowly um, because that's like, you know, great decisions are typically made slowly. And uh, the market's like gridlock. And I always think about, you know, if, if – yeah, I, I'm not going to go too 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 much deeper than that, but um, there's a lot of wisdom in that, and I and I think a lot of us think that um, a lot of gets a lot of us gets you know trapped in the fast paced portion of our world. But um, if a decision, if if a hundred year decision takes eight years to make, in the scheme of thing, like that's actually probably a good thing that it took so long. Yeah, you know, um, there's a lot more thinking that goes out there. There's a yeah. lot more like full yeah. representation and yeah. that sort of thing. You know, yeah. So. I mean, wh- wh- however you lean, like, I know for sure, like, might, like I'm not going to say anything, but, like, like you know, both sides, like, they have good ideas. For and sure. you don't want to just Absolutely. take all of the ideas of just one of them because, like, you know, how they meld together ultimately fully represents everybody. Exactly. And somewhere in the middle, you meet and you have something that's good for, you know, hopefully everybody. And if not, at some point, it'll get evoked, hopefully, or repealed or whatever, mm-hmm. and you move on. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Biggest win of the week. Hands down, 401k balances. I know. Isn't that wild? Straight up. So we're not, we're not, we're not going to crown a company or somebody this week. Biggest win, straight up, just just everyone's investment account balances yeah. have been, uh, have been partially, um, partially paid back. So are you saying that people should actually check their 401k balance now? Not necessarily. Um, <laughs> actually, say, we are- Probably still down. We are big fans of knowing what you own and being uh, empowered and intelligent. That is why- this podcast exists to invest better, get smarter. But um, hands down to me, biggest win of the week, 401k balances. Like, let's take a win when we get it. Yeah. And to, all, to everyone out there, too, I'm, I'm going to be speaking to myself this. Enjoy this win. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy Think, it. And imagine what you'll be able to do in your retirement with your 401k. Yes. Like, and put that in your mind and say, I want to go on a Royal Caribbean cruise or something. So if you're listening to this you know, maybe sign up for the Royal Caribbean cruise. Yeah. Or maybe, uh, well, I can't really say may, I, I shouldn't have said that because may, I'm not, I would never get yeah, on a Jacob, cruise I, Yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, I was like, I'm not, I That's wasn't like, expecting literally that from you. The first thing that came to my head was, Oh, a cruise line. I don't know why. Yeah. Because I'm never getting on a cruise Dude, ship. They've got you. Their ads are working. Their ads are working. So everyone out there enjoy the win. Yeah. This was a win. What happened yesterday um no matter what you have because the the fixed income market rallied the equity markets rallied so enjoy this win put it in make a mental note that that was a win that was awesome congratulations you congratulations all of us like that was that was um that was a from a liquid asset perspective that was a win yep. what went backwards in time um, uh, this is not a win. This is tell not you. a win. This so, guy should not check his balance. Yeah. So there is, we've had two massive one day wealth destruction events this year. The archipelagos family office, um, blew up. That was in quarter one, I think of this year. Yeah, it's a while ago. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wait, was it? If it well, I think it, it, it might've been in quarter two. Yeah, I don't know. Was that the, was that with Credit Suisse or was that with uh? Ah, uh, they they got they they. I wonder. Hold on, let me. Yeah, here you you do you talk I'll, about SBF? I'm just going to talk about Sam Bankman-Fried right now. So the guy had 16 billion dollars on what Tuesday, and on Wednesday he had 990 million. So the guy went from a you know multi multi billionaire to you know basically bankrupt. Basically, yeah, yep. and and at at this point, he's probably not even worth nine hundred. So, Sam Bakeman Freed is the founder of F- FTX, the the crypto exchange that's bankrupt right now, and you know that whole deal with Binance. That's that's who this guy is. He just got wiped out. Like the dude got wiped clean. He resigned from F- FTX. Like yep. they're going bankrupt. He had all of his money probably in their you know crypto. Yep. Like that. This is and this is a great story of diversification. Diversify your assets. Don't. Don't be overexposed to anything. So um, I, the Archegos actually was uh, quarter two of 2021. Cannot believe it. So really? uh, go back in time. And uh, just so we had 2021's uh, blow up was Archegos, uh, Bill Wong. And uh, this year, uh, SBF is going to go down. So the lesson here for people, and this is just a reminder, and I've personally experienced this as well, um, what comes like easy comes, easy goes. People are like, a great way to get rich fast is, is concentration, Con- concentrating your bets in one thing. And then subsequently the, uh, it's also a very great yeah. way to lose money very fast. Very fast. So yeah, in this case, this guy lost, um, 15, billions. Yeah. $15 billion. More than that. Or even. more than that. I mean, it's hard yeah. to know his personal he situation. Probably, he's but- probably, honestly, he's probably at zero. He's probably, I mean, he's probably, like, zero. I mean, he... Or less than zero. Yeah, less than zero. Yeah, so... Which is, it's kind of sad, you know, too. It's like, dang, that guy, he was doing really well, like, everybody was applauding him, and then all of a sudden, it went, like, upside down, Mm -hmm. and now he has, like, all this media hate, too. Like, the guy's probably not that bad of a guy, For sure. Yeah. 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 It's kind of sad. You know, it's just sad sometimes when stuff like that happens. So, when we say, like, what went backwards in time, like, his, um, yeah, his financially and again we emphasize we, we don't want to like you know poke fun at this guy um but uh, that was uh just from a what everyone's seen this SBF he um he got hit pretty hard so okay quote of the week um the housing market is smashed the enthusiasm for speculation in the marketplace that was rampant in 2021 has been removed let's talk about how markets bottom for a quick second this is from the paul McCulley, former chief economist at pimco markets they need to like Capitulate. Like every ounce of speculation needs to be taken out of the market for markets to bottom so that there's a firm foundation for the next leg up. So, what this guy is saying, something broke, the enthusiasm, the speculation, the willingness to take bets, people don't have it in them right now because they're so broke. That is the sign that the bottom is either forming or has been formed. Um, We're seeing this in the housing market. Any statistic you look at, there's just there, I, again, I was reading just before this anecdotally, Rich, the, the article's headline was rich people bought Airbnb, too many Airbnbs in 2021, and now they're sitting empty. That's, yeah. I mean, that's very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure. Yeah, there's Airbnb things like, and stuff like that, the real estate market. I think there's actually, there's an interesting, so Zillow has a rent index. And the, right now, like, it's fallen so much that it's pretty much at, like, beginning of 2021 levels. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's where we're at. Like, That's where we're the, the at. Rent and, and, the, and why I bring that up, too, is, uh, this is this is kind of a tangent in some sense, but the Federal Reserve uses owner's equivalent rent. So they take samples of people from six months ago and say, how much would you charge yourself for rent, basically, on your primary residence? That's what owner's equivalent rent is. Yeah. And that's six months lagging or longer. And right now, you it, that's at a point where it's pretty much at almost at the peak of the Zillow Rent Index. They track pretty well, but the Zillow Rent Index is real time, and it's way down at like twenty twenty one level. So mm-hmm. this it bodes it bodes pretty well for for our future. Yep. So again, that stuff needs to be taken out of the market. So when you think about like what makes markets go up and what makes markets go down, and how that transition happens between the down and the up, like that this quote and what this guy is saying here. Um, again, incredibly intelligent, uh, gentlemen saying like that, that stuff is just, it's, it's gone. It's getting removed. And that, that, that removal, that kind of, the, that crushing is what forms. That's like the transition between down to up. And then fast forward, like what caused the down was there was just too much speculation. So, yeah. um, okay. Key takeaways from the week. Uh, Jacob, what's your, uh, what's your key takeaway from the week? What'd you learn? I think uh what we see in the inflation numbers aren't actually true. Ooh. And this literally goes back this literally goes back to what we what I just talked about like housing, you know, like that takes up 30% of the CPI. I don't think that that's at the level that it's like in real time that we're seeing right now. So obviously the lagged indicators that's what the actual numbers are, but I'd be very curious to see what like if I could Ooh. like somehow know everything about everything, I would want to know exactly what that inflation number is cuz yes. I have a feeling it's not obviously like deflation or I think it's still inflation above what the Fed wants. Like that's what the number still is, but I think it's lower than 7.7%. The world we live in today was built on uh on economic theories built in the seventies and eighties. Yep. And I'm convinced that uh, I'm with you as well. So we're not gonna go too deep into this because it can get very deep it can get deep complicated. Um but I we let's let's make sure to to like to flesh this out. Um Chrissa, what's your key takeaway from the week?
0: My key takeaway is if you don't take enough risks in life then you're like, what is your life? You know? So as I think about the things that we're talking about on this podcast and something that I really took away from Happy With Money, for likely anyways, um, was sometimes financial decisions, you have to be smart about them, but sometimes you have to make life decisions. Yeah. And so if our listeners out there are up against something that's making them really afraid and they have to take a risk, well, take a risk this week. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing that in my own life. Love it. Love it. Awesome.
1: My takeaway from the week, pretty simple. Inflation may be peaking. I think it already has. I think it has too. (laughs) But we take that with a grain of, or let's say a chunk of salt because- um, Because nobody knows. Yeah, we (laughs) got to be either. We will know in the past. Yeah. People are like, when does the market- We'll know six months from now if inflation has peaked today. When does the market bottom? You just don't know until like six to 12 months later. Exactly. Until we're out of it and then- you know. Then you know. It's yeah. a very much a Catch 2022. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> catch best 2022. Okay. Ooh. You just catch. said that. That was great. I, I really loved just... it. Yeah. Jeez. All right. We're going to wrap it up here um, real quick. What was the best part of last week? What was the best part of this week? I'm going to go. What made you happy? Not a market rally because we already have talked so much about that. Yes. A marketing rally. Ooh. We've done so much marketing in this building, and I have to say I'm a fan. I Honestly, I never thought that I would like marketing as much as I kind of like enjoy it. There's okay. just so much to learn, oh, and we've good, learned it? so much in the last week. Okay, I love it. Yeah, um, Tom, how about you? Just the rally made me very happy. I'm seen, sorry, I stole seen, some of your thunder there. No, that's okay. <laughs> Seeing uh, again the equity rallies, um, we talk to clients all the time. We're talking to people around the country all the time. Um, it, you know, this was a much needed, uh, much needed boost in people's portfolio morale. I don't know if people know this, but Tom was saying something interesting yesterday. When the markets go down, you pay your advisor less. Yeah. So I mean, Tom, on- being an advisor, is getting like, paid less. So a market rally for him is a great win, honestly. It is. It is so, when our clients win, yeah. we win. When they lose, we lose. It's the way it should be. It, it, it just is what it is. So it is yes, it is. It, is, it is good. Carissa, uh, best part of last week?
0: I would say the best part of last week was our conversation about finding joy in the journey. Love it. I'm not a journey girl. I'm like a destination girl. I'm like, let's get there as fast as we can. But I think like you said, the best thing that we can do in life is to find joy in the journey today. And as our listeners face hardship, as the markets have been down for so long, people are stressed, like find some joy today, no matter what it is. That was the best part.
1: I love it. That is a good, good way to end. Um, The journey is the point that's just is what it is yeah so um thank you everyone uh for listening jacob carissa as usual thanks for coming on uh if you have any questions uh, shoot us an email in the show notes sorry we have the world's longest email i'm not even gonna say it on air <laughs> oh, yeah, um, if good. you if you have any questions uh please reach out to us seriously um we just had some clients in the office i was like literally if you have any question about anything um please let us know we are we are here to help we have a big team. Um, to uh, just to create impact in your lives. So thank you so much for the time, and we'll see you guys next week on the Limit Money Podcast.